Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. It's another crossover podcast to start another week. And this time, we're right here at football. It's time. It's the unofficial kickoff of football season with SEC Media Days on Monday. Ole Miss goes today at 2.30. We're recording in the morning, but David's always got some things to talk about. Hey, buddy, what's up? Well, it is the unofficial, let's, let's just be honest, it's the official kickoff to football season with the media circus going on in Atlanta. Um, you know, you're not going to learn a whole lot from SEC media days that you didn't already know. I mean, there's always the chance that Nick Saban could throw a spar at Jimbo Fisher and, you know, a verbal fight could break out or something like that. Lane's going to say something quippy, something that's going to catch the national media's attention. Uh, You know, there are some promises that are always fulfilled, but then, you know, it's just a whole lot of, Paul Feinbaum, ESPN analysts, who really, really and truly probably haven't studied things as closely as they should have, uh, talking a lot of hot air. That is SEC media days. That's all it is. So I guess the lead for today is what? For me, it is not SEC media days. For me, it is Roman Anthony getting drafted, I think, 79th overall by the Red Sox because mm-hmm. there was a lot of optimism or renewed optimism for Ole Miss baseball, that they had a real chance of getting Roman Anthony back. But the Red Sox were always considered the team that would meet his number, which was a high number. So that's a player that they were they were relying on to potentially be their starting center fielder as early as game one next year for the defending national champion Ole Miss baseball Rebels. Um, so I think Roman now with the Red Sox take him, they'll meet his number and pay him over slot and get him. So now you got to start to think of, who replaces him and this and that. And then Jackson Ferris, he got drafted as well, and he, he's going to go. Um, there is good news, of course. And T.J. McCants, who Ole Miss was counting on to get back after not a down year. Well, it was a down year last year. The power is there, but there's some things he wants to clean up. They're going to get T.J. McCants back, so that's big, but they've lost some pieces. So baseball, the draft is happening right now. Media days is happening as well. Which one is more consequential, though, for Ole Miss uh, their particular Ole Miss sport moving forward. It's the draft, right? Yeah, Major League Baseball draft. It is. I mean, look, and, and and look, this comes from years of going over there and or going to Birmingham or Hoover and covering SEC media days. You you, you start to understand how big of a crap show it is, and it's a television event now. Um, so. You know, it's it's not that we're not excited. Football season's here. We are. I'll be even more excited when tomorrow comes and SEC media days will be in the rearview mirror, at least for Ole Miss. Um, but, yeah, it's the draft. It's the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we've got definitely an eye appealed on that as well. And uh, 
We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, D- Dylan DeLucha, when's he going to go? When's Tim Elko going to go? Uh, all things that interest Ole Miss fans. And, uh, of course, it's it's the draft that is more consequential. Yeah, and for anyone out there that's wondering who else you got to pay attention to, like Dylan DeLucia could come back, but he's not going to. He's 22 years old. So whenever he gets drafted, he's going to sign because if your aspiration is to play professionally, at some point you have to yeah. play professionally. So he's going to go. 23 is a really old age for a young prospect trying to climb his way through low, then high A ball, then double A, and get to the majors, right? So Dylan DeLucia, mm-hmm. he's going to sign if and when he gets drafted. Other than that, I think Ole Miss kind of knows what's to come. The hope was Roman Anthony wouldn't – you want the kid to have success. You want him to get the number if that's what he's wanting to do, if he's wanting to go pro. And But they, they were kind of hoping that they would get him. There was optimism they would get him because his number was so high because he did want to play college baseball. But now with the Red Sox, same thing with Sinquez. Now, Sinquez, they try to pay him – I think they paid him well over slot. And Sinquez still went to Ole Miss. This is different. I think Roman – um, all things equal would prefer to go pro only because, again, if you want to play professionally, you have to play pro. You have to actually go and start at some point. And for Roman, his stock might not necessarily be any higher than it is right now. So if the Red Sox meet his number, which I expect them to, he'll go. That's a real hit. Jackson Ferris, I don't think they were ever really counting on him. So, yes, the, the baseball developments of this week, um, specifically with Roman Anthony, are more consequential than what's happening at SEC Media Days. But with SEC Media Days, what it does signal to you and to me and to everyone, those listening right now, whatever, just the college football landscape right now, is that we can finally turn the page and start thinking realistically about what Ole Miss is going to be in a month. It's a month away. It's a month. So now it's the nitty-gritty time. Now they actually – because I was talking to Caleb Warren last week. He talked to Ulysses Bentley. We talked to different players and stuff. And they've had their break and everything, but they've been doing voluntary stuff on the practice fields, getting tempo down with all the new faces and stuff like that. That will continue as fall camp opens up in earnest in August. This is now football time, and you can that's what SEC Media Day signifies to me. It doesn't signify the official kickoff or unofficial kickoff of football so much as, oh, football, it is time to start really thinking about what Ole Miss is going to look like in a month. Now you can really take it seriously. For two weeks we talked about hypotheticals. No, now it's tangible. Now we're, we're actually starting to talk about things because there's a finite or a set timeline for when they start. And that's exciting because Ole Miss football is coming off a 10-3 year, even though it ended crappy and Matt Corral and a few others are gone. But – Ole Miss football, there's a lot of expectations, and now it's officially time to start thinking about what they can be, truly what they can be. Uh, I really like how you work the uh, involuntary, voluntary uh, workouts. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, there, is, there, is, there are no – let's just be clear. There are no voluntary workouts in college football, period. You may call them voluntary. There are no voluntary workouts in college football – Anywhere in America. Well, let me ask you this, though. If a player doesn't participate in voluntary workouts, what's the consequence for that decision? Yeah. Well, he's likely not going to find himself participating in the in the uh, required workouts because uh, there is no such thing as voluntary workouts, period. No such thing. I know what they're deemed. I know what they're called. They do not exist. No voluntary workouts. 
What has been yeah. the most important thing about voluntary workouts then? Is it the new faces and stuff? I feel like we played that out pretty hard so far, so but look, at the end of the day, that is no. the story. It's whether or not Jackson Dart has built a connection with his receivers, has gotten his mechanics straight, um, is less willing to force the football every time. Uh, that's the biggest thing. You know, we, we got to see what kind of work that kid has put in you know, since spring practice and the opening of fall camp. And, and and look, I'm just going to be blunt. It had better be a ton of work. It had best be a ton of work. Um, you know, I mean, let's be real. He was brought in here to be the starting quarterback. Now, that's not, you know, shortchanging Luke Altmaier because Luke definitely owns a skill set. He could be the starting quarterback for this football team. And if Jackson Darts are not any better, he likely will be. Well, I figured since SEC Media Days on its own, we're not going to get a lot of news from that. We've already covered that on this podcast, actually, last week. This is another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. He writes for Inside the Rebels to David Johnson, an affiliate of 247 Sports. I thought we could play a round of buy or sell. How about that? Let's do it. Let's buy it, sell it, keep it, whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> It's another round of buy or sell, and I'll start where David was talking, and that's with the quarterbacks. It's the dominant question for Ole Miss football leading up to the season opener, but I want to go about it in a different way. Buy or sell Jackson Dart as the unquestioned starter by game three. I'm holding, man. I, I have to hold on that just because I see the fire in Luke Altmaier's eyes. I see the uh, the warrior coming out in him. And, and just to be, again, blunt, I saw how bad Jackson Dart looked in the spring. So right now, if you were buying stock in one of them, would it be Dart or would it be Altmaier for you? I would buy stock in Luke Altmaier. But 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 listen, I, I'd buy both of them, really and truly, because one of them is going to hit. We know that. One of them is going to hit. Um, it's Look, every sane element of my cerebral abilities tell me Jackson Dart is going to win this job. But then I keep having these replays in my mind of poorly thrown passes to wide open receivers, poorly thrown passes to guys in a different colored jersey. Um, that's not going to stand with Lane Kiffin. Now you go, whoa, wait a minute. He stood by Matt Corral when he threw six interceptions at Arkansas. That's different. That was different. Uh, Lane was able to see what he had to work with in that. And you know, he, he knew. He just knew. Um, he didn't have a history with Jackson. So I, I don't know that he that he knows that here. But, um, you know, my gut tells me Jackson Dart is going to be the starter. Jackson Dart's going to throw for 2,500-plus yards, 20 touchdowns. But I keep having these replays in my mind. And, um 
you know, I'm, I'm just being totally honest that, you know, and, and I know Luke Altmaier is a fierce competitor. So, you know, all I can say is may the best man win. And, you know, Lane's going to put the quarterback out there he feels he can win with. That's the bottom line. Buy or sell at least 2,200 combined scrimmage yards, all-purpose yards, for Ulysses Bentley and Zach Evans. I'm buying that, yeah. You know, Jerry on Ely, Henry Parrish, and Snoop Connor ran for together almost 2,000 yards last year, I think 21 touchdowns. Um, Zach Evans is probably better than any of those guys. And Ulysses Bentley is definitely faster, I think. Uh, I mean, he ran a, I, th- I think, a, a 4 3 8 40 uh, times on a laser at SMU before he got to Ole Miss. And we saw him in the spring. He's blistering fast. I'm buying that. I think that happens, yes. The reason I bring up all-purpose yards is because we thought going into last year that the screen game with Jerry on would open up, and it never really did. Do you think it opens up more with these guys? I do. I really and truly do. I think Ole Miss is uh, going to have to use the screen game a little bit more this year uh, for a variety of reasons. Number one, you know, I think they're playing two relatively inexperienced quarterbacks, and, uh, you know, you're going to see more short uh you know, the yardage passing game kind of things. I think they opened the screen game up with Bentley. I did. Yes. We've talked about Michael Trigg being utilized more as a big receiver than an inline traditional tight end blocker, catch some passes. So I'm going to kind of throw him in there with Jalen Robinson and Jordan Watkins and Jonathan Mingo and Dennis Jackson, all those guys. Ole Miss by ourselves has a 1,000 yard receiver, including Michael Trigg in this. Yes. I'm buying it. Um, l- listen to the names you just rattled off. That's a that's an unbelievably good wide receivers core. You know, we spent the off season talking about, oh man, they need some more help at wide receiver and everything. But Michael Trigg, Jalen Robinson, Jordan Watkins, Jonathan Mingo, and look, that's just the that's the icing on the cake. I mean, there's more to it than that. There are more guys in that room that are very capable. Uh, yeah, Ole Miss is going to have a 1,000-yard wide receiver. This is Lane Kiffin offense. Yeah, somebody's going to catch for 1,000 yards. This is another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit and affiliate of On3.com, and he writes for Inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247 Sports. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. That's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. He's a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. Give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him Bennett Talk of Champion sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Let's hear from a couple more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. 
Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them Talk of Champions sent you because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship, and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion, Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Almost had one 100-tackle player last year in Chance Campbell. Almost had two. Mark Robinson had 92. Buy or sell a 100-tackle player for Ole Miss defensively. Sell. Sell. Chance was a special talent. And you've got some talent at linebacker. I mean, you know, it's a Shanti Sistrunk, it's uh, it's a, it's Austin Keys or other guys, but I, I really don't see that 100 plus tackler in, in this group. Um, so I, I'm going to sell on that. Yeah, if there's a 100 tackle guy, it's probably coming from Aishim Young, Otis Reese. Even though I don't think Otis has a really top end potential, but you get what I'm saying. 
Yeah. It, it better not be a DB. <laughs> well, those guys play play. closer to the line of scrimmage. They're more like a hybrid safety linebacker. That's the only reason why I bring them up. But, yes, you're right. Yeah, it's hard to find a good defense with 120 tackle safety. Yeah, yeah. Buy or sell at least five interceptions for one of Ole Miss's starting cornerbacks, either DeAndre Prince, Miles Battle. I'll even throw Davis and Igbenosin and Marquevious Brown in there. Not selling that. I think the the five-plus interceptions comes – from a man at safety, A.J. Finley. Um, uh, so, and that's not to say Ole Miss corners won't have three or four picks, but, you know, I, I don't think you're going to have a high pick corner guy, so to speak. I think that's going to come from your safety spot. Buy or sell Davis and Igbenosin as the best, at least right now, next level potential of all the corners, even though he's a true freshman. He's only played a spring. I'm that high on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Uh, Davison is, uh, first of all, he's an incredible young man. And, um, you know, second of all, he's a, he's a great athlete. And we saw just a lot of athleticism, sheer athleticism in the spring. And, um, you know, once he fine-tunes that to this level of college football, Davison Igbignosen, one of the hardest names to pronounce ever, uh, just uh, syllabically, <laughs> but – but but I'm a I'm a big fan of Davison. I think he's going to be a stud here at Ole Miss. Cedric Johnson, like Jonathan Mingo, is one of three Ole Miss representatives, player representatives, um, at SEC Media Days in Atlanta today. He had six and a half sacks last year, eight tackles for loss. He also had Sam Williams commanding a lot of attention on the other end. You hope Jared Ivey provides that, maybe some Kari Coleman, some Demond Clowney, whatever. Over under or buy or sell? Do you buy or sell? More than six and a half sacks for Cedric Johnson. He bested his total of last year. Even like he's without Sam Williams buying, and that match. You're buying, buying it even with that? Okay. All right. I'm buying. Cedric Johnson overshadowed a little bit, as you mentioned, by Sam Williams last year. And who wouldn't be? But um no. Sed Sed's gonna get turned loose this year. I think Chris Partridge is going to uh find a few more creative ways in which to show show what Seth Johnson can do. Uh, Cedric Johnson's going to have a big sack here. All right. That's all I really had was those are my buyer sell things. Because okay. I think, like, those are the question marks going in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, I think we just answered those to the best that we, we could possibly do. And um, it's here. It, it's here. The Rebels are going to open, I think, August 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Haven't heard a hard date yet, but right around August 2nd. Um, and, um, you know, we'll see what that means for us, the media. Last year, everything was wide open the first week, and then they locked us out. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe it'll be a little different. Uh, but nevertheless, we're going to be there. Both, stop, both, both of these sites will be there keeping you up to date on everything. I mean, you know how it is. Fall camp opens. We're going to have notebooks. We're going to have uh, uh, reports. Uh, Every couple of hours, so yeah. yeah, here we go. Let's get it done. What are you really paying attention to at media days, if anything? Well, just just because Lane's at the podium in the big room, and he's going to be asked some nationally relevant questions about NIL, the transfer portal, things like that. Um, okay, I've got to buy or sell for you real quick. Yes. Buy or sell. Buy or sell. Lane Kiffin invokes Ken K. Dent's name into the quarterback battle today at SEC Media Days. 
I'm gonna buy it just because it's bullshit, but he's gonna do it. That's just yeah, how Layman kind of plays the game. Yeah, yeah, and 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 at all these little rebel road trip things and everything he's done that there, um, which of course we we get message board feedback from. You guys never mentioned Ken K. Dent, who's a it's a great player. He's, 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 he's never going to start a game as old as his uh, quarterback. He, we, we we know that we know that, but uh, you say Lane's gonna say Ken K. Dent. Yes, Tiger. he'll say his name as a part of the competition, and he'll say it with a straight face, knowing in the back of his mind that he's full of bull donkey poop. Yeah, I, I can buy that. I buy that. That's uh, well, that's all I got. That was that was my big buyer still. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> it's true. Because you're right. At every Rebel Road Trip spot, he's mentioned Kincaid, and you have. Like, this is no disrespect to Kincaid, but really, this is Jackson Dart and Luke Altmyer's thing. And honestly, yeah. if Ole Miss is to get to where it needs to go, or if Ole Miss is to realize its full potential, Jackson Dart has to be the quarterback. That's my opinion. I, I think the world of Luke Altmyer, I think he'd be a really good quarterback. But I think as far as high-end upside and what he can be for the next level and what he can be for taking Ole Miss to another level, Jackson Dart is the superior player. Doesn't mean he's ever going to actually get there, and that Luke could actually uh, maybe take that play, to take that spot, run with it, and build upon it. But as far as upside for this year, just this year, if you want Ole Miss to win, let's say the the line's set in eight and a half wins. If you want Ole Miss to hit the over on eight and a half wins, Jackson Dart has to be good. That's my opinion on it. I think Luke is a yeah, good quarterback. I, I just think Jackson's a more high upside quarterback. I don't think that's a novel yeah. thing to say. I think everybody agrees. No, and that's kind of it in a nutshell. I mean, you know, you need a really, really good Jackson Dart to to get to where this team is capable of getting. Uh, and it's going to take, in my opinion, and only an opinion, a really, really bad Jackson Dart for Luke Altmaier to, to be the Rebels' starting quarterback. Uh, if, if that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. It makes but, total sense. Because at the end of the day, it's not about Luke. It's about Ole Miss's potential for this year. How does Ole Miss meet its potential for this year? And if you just look at it through that lens, not as a individual one-on-one battle between two capable quarterbacks, only as where can Ole Miss be at its very best? Jackson Dart being really good because everything else is kind of in place for Ole Miss to be good. Well, linebacker is a concern. It's a concern. It is. Yeah, it is. But but a, a really good and deep, talented defensive line is going to make those linebackers look a little better. And uh, Ole Miss has that this year. I mean, they're going to play eight, possibly nine or ten guys in their defensive line rotation. And uh, they're going to be fresh. They're going to be anxious. And, um, you know, I think that can make the linebackers look better. And also you've got a pretty quality – secondary behind those linebackers so you know the linebackers job going into this season is is to play up to the talent in front of you and behind you and if they can do that should be fun to watch all right i wanted to touch on one thing real quick and we'll be back tomorrow and then wednesday then thursday we're gonna start doing it daily why not we like doing it yeah yeah we talk about all the sports every day anyway so why the hell not i want to touch on a couple of recruit things recruiting things real quick so let's do a recruit check 
Check it. Recruit check. Aiden Williams has been blowing up, David. He was already blown up. He's an incredible player out of Ridgeland. Um, same place that produced Dante Moncrief, the all-time almost great. And despite everything with Georgia pushing hard and every school pretty much wanting Aiden Williams, I still feel like in the end Ole Miss is going to be okay with him. Um, but right now with what he's doing, uh, the Under Armour game and showing out in the summer camp circuit, all these kind of things, what's your confidence level with Ole Miss and Aiden Williams? Okay, before I get to that, I think Dante Moncrief played at Raleigh. He did play at Raleigh, so that was right. And so did and Aiden playing at Raleigh, too, so I'm an idiot. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're cool. You're cool. We all get to get It's early in the morning. That's true. It is. Okay, Aiden Williams, I mean, listen, what I'm hearing right now on the ground is Ole Miss's chief competition is not Georgia. It's Tennessee. Um, but at the same time, in the same breath, I'm being told Ole Miss is in the better spot. But in this new age of the NIL, man, that could change without any prior notice at all. So, you, you know, I think Ole Miss has done a, a fabulous job recruiting. They've recruited the heck out of Aiden Williams. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Tennessee feels the same way. But Aiden Williams is from Mississippi. And um, I don't think the Rebels – uh, are going to let Tennessee come in here and take him. I think Aiden Williams is going to be an Ole Miss Rebel, um, at least the way things stand right now today. And it'll be a glorious day when it when that happens. There's a better way to frame this. Because after Jaden Rashada committed to Miami, and we talked about it on the podcast, one thing I said was with high school players committing elsewhere these days, it doesn't matter as much because Ole Miss has put an emphasis not on spending its NIL money, allocating its NIL money to high-end. Like, they, they do it for a lot of them. Like, um, they would have paid the money for Jaden Rashada, but then Miami pays an incredible amount of money that Ole Miss just can't match because it doesn't have those kind of resources for one particular player out of high school. Ole Miss is focused more on allocating its NIL dollars to impactful transfers, right, that can come in and start for them immediately at real positions of need. So if you think about it through that lens and you try to frame it in that way, Aiden Williams is one of these guys that I'm about to talk about, but who are the other high school players or positions where they have to sign guys at a high school level at a particular position for next year's class? They, they need those guys in the system immediately. They, can't, they, can't, they can wait on a quarterback, right? They can wait on a quarterback. They can wait to get one out of the transfer pool, yeah. Jay Rashad, whoever. What, what are those positions in high school that they got to sign them now because they have a need there, and it's not just a developmental thing. Aiden Williams would come in and play. Yeah, before you ask the question, Ben, I think you explained it away. They don't. You just don't have to anymore with the free transfer and, and, and the portal. Um, and, and I know some purists out there are going, oh, you're crazy. No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, Ole Miss needed a needed a right tackle over the offseason. They went and got one. Ole Miss needed a couple of running backs over the offseason. They went and got them. Um, Ole Miss needed a quarterback. They went and got him. They needed a tight end. They went and got him. They needed some more D linemen. They went and got him. I mean, you know, yeah, if you can get the right high school kid, you get him. You, you go out there and you get him. 
But as you mentioned, you're not going to pay an astronomical amount of money for this kit because you might can get him two years down the road, two years more developed for less money than what you're having to pay for him out of high school. And at that point, as you mentioned, he's ready to contribute immediately and make an impact. Uh, so my answer is you, you don't have to sign X amount of high school players any longer. You don't have to do that. All right. Then the question becomes, what's the point in following recruiting like the old days when an offer goes out and we get a reaction and when the kid's going to visit? If it doesn't matter, then now if you're an Ole Miss fan, do you only really pay attention November through I guess August actually, because they can sign up, you know, they can sign kids however long. I mean, you, you see Ole Miss still add kids in May, June, July. It yeah. just changes the way you view recruiting. Like how we cover recruiting needs to change then. If it's not about high school yeah, players, well, with Ole Miss, because it's not like that everywhere. Alabama and Georgia and Oklahoma, there are a lot of schools that put in a lot of, and Tennessee is a great one putting a lot of their – allocating a lot of their NIL dollars to high school players and signing those great classes. Texas a did it last year, signing the most decorated or highly ranked class in recruiting history or modern recruiting history. Okay, that's fine. Ole Miss isn't going to do that. Ole Miss is more prioritizing instant impact out of the portal, developing guys, signing smaller high school classes, developing those guys, and they're ready to contribute. But really, they're going for the portal. So if you're Ole Miss, does it matter then if Ole Miss offers – a handful of 2024 kids, I, I, that that just changes everything we do. Yeah, it does. And we don't know the answer to what our industry is going to look like next summer. We Look, last summer, I remember writing about Orlando Amana coming in at the last second and thinking, wow, this is kind of novel. This is interesting. I had no idea what was waiting for us with this latest portal class. And – you know, I expect this year will be much of the same. But the question is, will it? Will there come a point where some entity is going to try to regulate some of this stuff? Um, and and you know, these schools you mentioned, Alabama, Georgia, A and M, putting all this money into the high school portal, so to speak, uh, the high school NIL. You know. Is that going to be a good idea two years from now or three years from now when the quarterback that Tennessee played, you know, X million dollars to uh, isn't working out and he's in the portal? I, I, I mean, you know, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, and, and, and no one does. I think Lane would tell you he doesn't know what direction this stuff is heading right now. But I can tell you this much, with Ole Miss's approach to the portal and what Lane Kiffin has decided to do, his avenue of dealing with this stuff, it's cutting edge. He's on the edge of it. It's top-notch what he's doing. I think he's smart. And, um, you know, we'll see how much longer he can continue to be smart uh, in his recruiting. It's just nice to go into SEC media days knowing that the Ole Miss side of things is just a bunch of football stories. Nothing else. Just yeah. football. And Lane Kiffin yeah, is interesting. Little... You know? Yeah, Lane, Lane is interesting. He's going to always be interesting. And, um, yeah, there's nothing. We're not talking about anything but football. football. Period. Football. Glorious football. 
That's it. It seems like a 10-year run there where we were always talking about anything but football. It was anything but football. And I'm going to tell you, if if baseball can do it, football can too, Ole Miss fans. Oh, God, you're doing it. You're already – it's what is July 18th. It's July 18th, David. It's July 18th, but I'm just telling you, you got the right man um, pulling the triggers – all right. For this football program right now. Um, and success is going to follow. All right, 30 seconds for David Johnson. The July 18th pep talk to get Ole Miss fire, fans fired up. Ole Miss wins the national championship. If what happens in 30 seconds? If Ole Miss wins the national championship. No, what, what, what do they got to do? What do they got to do? What has to go right? Well, they've got to beat, they've got to beat Texas A&M. And they've got to beat Alabama. And then they're going to have to beat Alabama again in the college football playoffs. Okay, see, okay, we're, we're – no, this is no, no. David, no, no. Come on. Come on. What? What do you, what do you want from me, Ben? Uh, all I'm saying is I am the more emotional of the two of us. And if you start talking like this, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start playing it out in my brain that it could happen. Yeah, well. And you're just setting your well, friend Ben up for failure, for for like disappointment. Well, let, let, let's let's do this first. All right. Let's let's open up and beat the crap out of Troy. Annihilate go. Central Arkansas. Go to Atlanta and beat Georgia Tech. Come home and beat a really good Tulsa team. October 1st, Saturday, October 1st, is a defining moment for this Ole Miss football season. The Kentucky Wildcats in Oxford. Um, both teams are likely to be undefeated, and um, both teams are, are kind of in the upstart realm of the hierarchy of the SEC. And I, I look for the winner of that game to take off and have an unbelievable year. Okay, Jackson Dart's going to be a Heisman candidate. Zach Evans is going to be the that. second coming to Deuce McAllister. It's fine. I did not say that. No, you didn't, but this is what you do when you say, hey, Ben, if baseball can do it, football can do it, too. So now my brain's going to tell you, you know what? You know what? Well, you know what? That's just commonsensical stuff right there. Uh, Look, SEC football is easy to figure out. If you put the best team on the field, you're going to win most of the games. And uh, when you look at that Ole Miss offense, I'm not ready to say that about the defense yet, but when you look at that Ole Miss offense, Stands the quarterback position where there's inexperience. It's everywhere. You've got experience everywhere. Um, and you got an experienced play caller in Lane Kiffin. Um, you know, there's there are a lot of things to like about this Ole Miss football team. Where does Ole Miss sit in the July 18 David Johnson SEC Power Rankings for football in 2022? Right now, where does Ole Miss rank? Mm-hmm. Number three. Uh, I put Third? one A and M number two, then Ole Miss. Yeah, that's where I put us right now. Wow! Yeah. Oh, you're not helping me at and all. May, and maybe even two, maybe even two. No, because, David. Uh, no, no. Ole Miss has a better football program than Texas A and M, regardless of the Aggies' recruiting classes. And Ole Miss has a better coach than Texas A and M. And Ole Miss. They beat Texas A&M last season. I said Um, in the SEC, not the SEC West. I said the SEC. Oh, in the whole SEC. Yeah. Okay. 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 So Alabama, Georgia, 
Alabama, Georgia, uh, you know, for the hell of it, after Alabama and Georgia, I'm putting Ole Miss three. Good Lord, David. Doesn't change much. Yeah. No, I'm for real. I mean, offensively, there is talent. You've got an, uh, an offensive line. Three of the five of those guys go in the NFL next year, next spring. And then the other two, the, the year, year after them, they've got shots as well. So, I mean, running back, Zach Evans, probably here only for a year, and then he'll go to the draft. Oh, he's one he'll, and done, no doubt. Yeah. And, and Michael Trigg, Jonathan Mingo, we talked about these guys, Jalen Robinson. There's talent everywhere on the offensive side of the football. I mean, Ben, he might could start you against Troy and UCA calm and down. still win. Calm down. At the corner? Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. You've never seen me throw a football. Calm down. Calm down. Well, I mean, I'm just saying he could probably just hand it off the entire game. Yeah, but I, um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, if y'all like to poke fun at John Rice's John Rice's inability to throw the ball downfield, just wait till you see Ben Garrett throw a ball. <laughs> I was a lineman oh, for a reason, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, right. I, look, all I'm saying is Ole Miss has a really, really talented roster this year. Look, don't be surprised if they surprise. The country. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Hope springs eternal. SEC media days arrives, and all of a sudden, now i got to think of Ole Miss as potentially the third best team in the SEC, David. Good Lord. You're coming in Where did did they rank in the SEC last year? I'm just thinking about all – okay. That's another Georgia, Alabama, and then who? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Ole Miss. Ranked third in the SEC last year, arguably. Why not this year? But they had arguably one of their best quarterbacks ever. Okay, stop. Stop. That's another topic. Well, all I'm saying is is if you can finish third, you can finish first. That's all I'm saying. If you're not first, you're last. That's true, but according to Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Oh, Springs Eternal on SEC Media Days. And David has us fired up. It's been another crossover podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Full coverage of Media Days, both on the Old Spirit and Inside the Rebels. It's always fun, man. Now you got me dreaming about number one finishes in the SEC. That's the dream. Dream on. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write. So I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document. Making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.